This is the Mojo, the Meaning of Life and Business podcast, where life and business intersect. Hosted by Jennifer Glass, CEO of Business Growth Strategies International and BGSI Coaching. We are dedicated to your success. Welcome to another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business. On today's program, we're going to be talking about company culture. A lot of people think that when they hear company culture, it means, well, they have a certain culture of what they're doing, or it means they really don't have a clue what they're doing. As of the time of this recording, the Super Bowl was recently played, and there were a couple of ads that ran during the Super Bowl that really seemed to miss a little bit of culture in terms of what businesses are all about, in terms of the messaging that businesses are trying to get out there. A perfect example of that is the Coinbase ad that ran during the Super Bowl that just had a QR code on the screen for about a minute where it was just bouncing around, kind of like one of those old Windows screensavers that had the QR code bouncing around. And by the way, it happened to uh, fail because the the site went down because of so much traffic. But the problem was that people weren't really understanding what the ad was or what was expected. And it wasn't until, well, it doesn't seem like this thing is actually going off that people started paying any attention to that QR code. And so when we think about culture, we need to be looking at it in a lot of different ways. And that's why my guest today, uh, Jane Mohan, is going to be talking with us all about culture and what that means in terms of where we're actually looking at it in that regard. So Jane, uh, before I bring you on, let me tell everyone about Jane that you understand why Jane is such a great guest to be talking about this. So Jane Mohan really takes your business to heart. She's a knowledgeable, creative business problem solver with many years of business experience. Jane's specialty is about more sales, profit, and cash retention. One of the ways she does that is by reviewing your financial and credit card statements to find where expenses can be reduced. After all, every dollar saved goes straight to your bottom line profits. Jane Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So, Jane, let's jump into culture. When we talk about culture, obviously what we said about your bio is important because culture is based on all of these different pieces. Mm -hmm. But tell us more when we're looking at culture. What exactly is it that we're trying to understand in terms of how company culture impacts what we are trying to do? So the definition of culture is actually the way we do things in our business. And it shows up in lots of different areas. Um, And you can see it with the different facets of it. Uh, I've got some ideas on the uh, facets of culture is the vision, the, how they hire and treat employees, how they treat their customers. And so it's the way they do things. You can see company culture in what Google does. And, and more than that, Amazon. 
uh, that's a huge example of company culture, the way they, how easy it is to work with them and, and how they treat their employees and those kind of things. So, and their messaging and how they get that across. And so as we look at the culture, let's look at Amazon as an example. So Amazon is great in some ways, uh -huh. has been dealing with a lot of PR issues, specifically as it related to their uh, HQ2 project when they were looking at uh, possibly moving to New York uh, for their second headquarters. So let me ask you, how, if we're looking at culture, how does that impact what a business would need to be looking at? Because part of the problem was the community was upset with the tax breaks and everything Amazon was going to be getting. The employees were fighting that they don't necessarily treat them fairly. How is culture going to dictate what a business is going to need to be doing as it relates to culture. And we can kind of tie it into Amazon though we don't have to directly tie it in. Yeah, I haven't actually followed that story. Uh, being here in Texas, I, uh, anyway, but the thing of it is, if you're thinking about employees in a company and if they're thinking about moving their people or even hiring people, it's about treating their people well and, and uh, hiring the best. But it's also the ones that are there is giving them a voice, letting them talk, finding out what they want. And um, certainly the employees don't know everything about the big picture of a company and the direction it goes or how they spend their money or how they move their headquarters. But, but to actually let them give an input and uh, feel part of the process, because that's what they want to do. Employees want to make a business successful. And that's why they're hired. That's why they want to go to work for any company is to help make them successful. So um, if the management would listen to them and let them give voice to their feelings, their thoughts. And the, the truth of it is that the people in the ivory tower, you know, the, the top people, they're not on the ground necessarily. They're not running the business part. And they don't know necessarily how every all aspects are, but the employees do. So that's, that's what I would suggest if they would um, listen to their employees and, and maybe the community, if the community is upset too, if they're going to move in, they're going to need to be nice neighbors, so to speak. Of course they do. So let me ask you, as it relates to raising, what a business's uh, culture would be. Are these buzzwords that we're throwing out or are they actually something that a business is taking to heart? Well, they can always be just buzzwords. We can just give talk to them or we can really put them into action. There's a great book and uh, um, it's about great great companies and uh, what they do and how they treat their employees. So you can give lip service to different buzzwords, but if you really put it in action, then it means something to the employees. It means something to the community. community um, 
And here's the thing, if the employees aren't happy, that relates over into the customers. They feel that. They, they, if the employees are not treated well, uh, then and it rolls over. And then that rolls over into the company reputation and then the profits and, and many parts of it. So yeah, it can be buzzwords, but uh, a true company that really is interested in their company culture ought to really take this to heart. And, and it's been proven that the companies with a great company culture and treat their people well, they make more money, they make more profit, they, customers are happier. Um, just look at Zappos too, that's another great company that, that does well. So um, that's the answer to that. I, you know, it can be buzzwords, but let's put it in action. <laughs> Right. And um, I mean, Zappos is a big, well-known uh, company. Um, Tony Shi, say, um, Tony Shi, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, when he founded the company, I mean, that was one of the best uh, companies. People were really wanting to work there partially because of the culture of the business mm -hmm. and other ways that they were making a difference. I mean, I recently heard I'm blanking on the business right now, unfortunately, but there was one business that was saying, if you work for us, even part-time seasonal work, we're going to be covering your college tuition in full. Mm -hmm. And when you have that kind of company culture, mm -hmm. it really is a major benefit in terms of where you want to go. I mean, there was a restaurant here in my town that if you work there on his waitstaff or in the kitchen, whatever it is, his gift to you whenever you got married, because most people working there as teenagers and college years, yeah. when you got married, his gift was he catered the wedding on him. Wow. Wow. And if you had a 400 person wedding, that's a significant wedding present. And, you know, I don't know if he's still doing that, but I know that my friends who did work there, uh, that was one of their perks that they got when they did get married. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of those ideas that are out there. And like you're saying, it's not just putting lip service to the buzzwords. It's actually living the words that they're using in their company culture and in their mission and how they operate. Right, right. Was it Zappos that, that gave $2,000 to not work there? Was that them? I don't remember. There's some company that they, they would actually give you $2,000 to not work there to really see if you really want to work there. And that would certainly, for a lot of people, make a difference in terms of um, what you're trying to do in terms of making sure that you're not just going out there and saying, sure, come work for us. Like right now, a lot of companies are just dying for people to come in and do something uh, to actually get the work because it's just way too much going on, but there's uh, all sorts of other ways that we're looking at, well, what can we do to really make that stand out? And one of the things that I work with my clients on also is why 
do employees feel that they would want to work for a business? Mm-hmm. It's not just why clients would want to work with a business, as we call it a market-dominating position right. for the clients. It's also the employees and why the employees would want to work there. And so it really becomes that much more important in terms of looking at it in that regard, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And here's the other thing. Turnover costs. If somebody's going to go to work for you or say, you know, they're going to go to work, but they're going to go to work and not work. They're not happy. Uh, millennials used to be where first day in the first few hours, they start looking for something else. Turnover is so expensive in the hiring process and, and getting them onboarded and on and on and on. It was cheaper for whichever company it was to pay $2,000 than to have that person start with them and they go through all that process and you not be happy. So, and not stay with them. So it was a way to keep them happy, you know, keep them uh, employed and stay with them. So uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the great things in terms of the world today, especially that we have in terms of additional tools to really make sure that people are going to want to continue working here Mm -hmm. uh, or at a particular business because it's one of the worst things when you're training people and then for any number of reasons, they end up deciding it's not the right fit, it's not the right uh, time, whatever it is that people are looking for, and you end up having to repay just to go through the training again. Mm -hmm. And it gets extremely expensive when you're dealing with that. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you, Jane, when we look at the culture of a business and we look at ways that culture further impacts a business, so we know in employees, we know in the way that they're seen in the community, Mm -hmm. are there other areas, though, that culture is going to be making a difference? Well, um, the way they're seen in a community, there's that's another big thing is um, corporate uh, responsibility and, and companies have really, some companies have really embraced that with responsibility with the corporation and the community. Um, what was actually the question? <laughs> Say that, is, ask me again. <laughs> so other than the employee side. Yeah. How else is culture really impacting how a business operates, how it's seen? Right. So the employee, besides the community, then there's the families of the uh, employees. Because if an employee is not happy, he goes home, he tells the family how unhappy, what happened today, how bad it was, this and that. It affects the children. It affects the family unit. Uh, and and so that those kind of thoughts, words, uh, all that gets out when, they, when they're not happy. Um, and it affects their profits and their customers and, and um, their vendors too. I mean, it, it just affects every area of a whole business that, um, that company's working with. So for our listeners that have their own business, And they're trying to figure out, well, what can I do in terms of my company's culture? What are some of the things that our listeners can do to really start making that difference? 
you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you asked this because I used to be a recruiter and I really believe in the employee side. And that's why I became, why I got my master's in human resources was to be on the employee side. And uh, this idea of companies waiting to, for somebody to quit, to do an interview on their exit interview just burns me so much because what they could have done, which would have been so easy, is to start talking to the employees. What can we do to help you? What makes your job better? Not wait until they're getting ready to walk out the door. I mean, you've already hired them. You've spent all this time training them. They know your business and they potentially could take your business with them. And so why not keep them happy while they're there? I mean, just, it just, oh, that, <laughs> you can see I kind of get passionate about this, um, but listening to them and appreciating them, that's another thing. Uh, where I uh, live, uh, there was some of the employees uh, in this community and um, they said they never got appreciated. So I gave the big director a book about appreciating your employees. So there's just so many things. Teamwork is another part rather than competition with departments. Um, there's just a lead by example, give and get feedback. Both give feedback to the employees how you do it, but also receive feedback as a as a business owner. Celebrate wins. I got a bunch of I got a list. <laughs> so what you mentioned in terms of talking to the employee before they leave, uh, a lot of people have been calling as stay interviews. That's right. And it's something as simple as even five, 10 questions maybe, mm -hmm. but the point doesn't have to be even the number of questions. It's really having a conversation with the employee uh -huh. and finding out what really is important mm -hmm. because the truth is a lot of employees are not going to tell you I'm on, I'm unhappy here yeah. and I'm looking for another position. Right. Sometimes they might. But a lot of them are simply going to give you that two weeks notice, mm -hmm. if you're lucky, yeah. and deal with what you're dealing with from there. And so it's really going to be important in terms of trying to get, well, how can I make this work? So like you said, Jane, in terms of the employee side, it's really important for a business to make sure that they understand what they're doing. Right. But Jane, let me ask you, when it relates to the company culture and mission statements, mm -hmm. how do those two ideas mesh if they connect at all? Well, you certainly want people that are involved in, and want to um, contribute to the mission statement and the vision about here's where we're going, here's what we want to do, here's what we want to accomplish. We want to be the best. Uh, we want to um, make a profit, those kind of things. So on the front end, you want to hire people that are already aligned with your mission and vision. And, and that's critical. Um, and that's that other thing about hire slowly and fire quickly. Uh, you want to make sure that they are the right employee because if you get the wrong employee, then you've got, I hate to say this, the bad apple person. Um, there are companies and their employees who they come and they just draw a paycheck, they slack off, the rest of the team has to do the work, 
everybody gets mad. Um, so it's the mission and vision is very critical in making sure that they're in alignment with that. Absolutely. And so when we're looking at the culture, it's even more important in terms of what we're trying to ultimately look at for a business's success. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Is there anything else that we need to be paying attention to when we're creating and living that culture for our business? Well, certainly there's a lot of things to be paying attention to. Um, like I said, there, if you have somebody that's slacking off and everybody else is mad about them, uh, there's companies that have cussing going on and bullying and, they, and the company allows that. Uh, you've heard of people going postal. They get so upset that they go back and kill somebody. Um, and my own father-in-law had a business where he cussed all the time and, and treated his vendors bad, his customers bad, his vendors bad, ultimately went out of business. So there's a lot of different areas. Um, the uh, uh, infighting, so to speak, of, of silos, or you've heard that, have you heard that term silos in a business as departments that want to keep all of their own information in their own department and they don't want to share it, they don't want to work together. You know, there's just it's some... like the fight even between sales and marketing. <laughs> there the you two go. departments don't like talking sometimes also. So yes, I'm very familiar. Yeah. Or giving information or or you know, hoarding that, that information that's mine and no, that's my customer. It just uh, you gotta think about teamwork and everybody working together and uh, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Which is really funny you mentioned teamwork. And for some reason, the first thing that pops into mind is the old saying, there's no I in team. That's right. And then the scene in Emily in Paris, uh, for those of you that watch Netflix and the scene oh. where they say, but there is an I in the way that you've spelled team in French. Uh, <laughs> but a whole other story. But yeah. as it relates to what we're doing, I mean, there's so much that is out there when we're talking about the ways that people are behaving and the way that the bosses and the uh, rank and file members of the business are operating. There's a whole Me Too movement that was born out of a lot of these issues. I myself had my own Me Too issue, like I'm sure a lot of other women have and some men as well in terms of what they were dealing with in their own lives. But as it relates to moving forward and the various ideas within the culture, it's really important to be thinking about what is it you're going to be doing and how that's going to be making an impact. And Jane, you mentioned also corporate responsibility, which is really important because if you look at the statistics that say, I forget exactly what percentage of millennials, but more than half of millennials will not uh, support a business that does not have a social good component to the right. business. Right. And so it becomes even more important when you're looking at the business in that regard, how that's going to uh, be seen by mm -hmm. the public. Yeah. So, Jane, as we wrap up our conversation mm -hmm. on 
company culture. Can you summarize briefly what the key takeaways would be for our listeners? Wow, uh, there's so many, but um, it's it's about uh, respect and appreciation of, of your employees, uh, listening to them, um, giving and receiving feedback, working as teams. There's just so much because if we don't pull together for a team, you remember you mentioned it the first time about sales and profits. And, and this is all part of the whole big picture of the company culture uh, moving along together to make the company successful. And that's what, like I said too, also that employees want to make the company successful. So let them let them do the best you can to let them be successful. Give them training, give them time off to go work on some of these community projects and, and you pay for their time off. Just, there's so many aspects to do. And one thing just to keep in mind is that you mentioned training. And mm -hmm. one thing to keep in mind there is that as it relates to the community colleges across the country, mm -hmm. many have, continuing education divisions That's right. that have grant funded training mm -hmm. from various sources like the SBA and other areas that really allow businesses to further continue training what their employees would need to yeah. continue keeping up with the times and the software and things along those lines from what uh, people are looking at. And so it really becomes important in terms of what are you doing? Again, like we said earlier, the market dominating position for your employees. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to really make it stand out for your team to help them stay with you mm -hmm. and not want to leave? Right, right. Yeah, skills training is another big part of it that I haven't mentioned. And, and you're right, we hire them for a certain set of skills. And then as they move along, you praying that they too want to increase their own skills. I, I do resumes or have done resumes for people. And if your resume is still the same as it was five years ago and you haven't increased your skills on your resume, you're not growing. And so, uh, yes, that's training is also very critical. And that is a really important piece. And thank you for reiterating that. So, Jane, let me ask you, how can people find out more about you? I have a website. It's Dr. Jane Coach, and uh, I'm considered a business doctor. I have some people that think I'm a medical doctor, but uh, I heal businesses of cash flow. And uh, but more than that, it's not just about healing. It's about going to the next level. It's what we, can we do to go to the next level and increase your sales and, and your profits and find out all those expenses that are hidden and um, just like turnover is a hidden expense and, and various things. There's a lot to that because I also have a degree in accounting. So um, my number is, uh, my email address is jane at drjanecoach.com and my phone number in case you want to write it down. 832-455-4579. So I'm, I'm available. You can reach me just about any time. I, I love talking to people. 
and uh, and more than that, helping business. I've been an entrepreneur multiple times, and I, I live and studied and studied the millennials and have been a recruiter and accounting, and I worked at Enron. I've got a huge background in business, and I love business and success of business, and it has really hurt my heart to see these businesses that went out of business during the pandemic. Thank you, Jane. So as we look at culture, again, like we said, it's really important. It's not just something that you put out there and you hope that people are going to live by. It has to be top down, bottom up in mm -hmm. terms of the way that the culture is going to be lived. One thing I heard from a colleague is an attitude trait. If you have a bad attitude when you come in the office, you write it down, you put it on the tree. If you want to take it back home at night when you leave, you can take it off the tree and take it with you. But yeah. you're checking it at the door. You're it. no longer having that bad attitude come in because it is going to ultimately impact the culture inside the business. The morale and the culture are one and the same. It mm -hmm. is as important when you're thinking about how you are interacting with your prospects, with your clients, and with your colleagues. Because at the end of the day, if you're not going to be paying attention to that growth, you're going to be losing. It's just a fact of the business yeah. in terms of how you look at it and where you're going to end up. So what you want to be doing is top down, bottom up, live the culture that you're trying to present, mm -hmm. mean it, and live by it, and always share exactly what it is that you're doing. On that note, this has been another episode of Mojo, The Meaning of Life in Business. And until next time, here's to your success. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. This has been another episode of Mojo, the Meaning of Life and Business podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review, liking us, or reaching out to us. You can contact us at bgsicoaching.com and let us know what you think. Thanks so much again for listening.